we're back. And I don't want to miss a thing. Honestly, it's like I didn't even want to do an intro because I know any way that I did was going to lead to that. So I'm glad you just got right in there. I just had to. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm happy with it. I've been waiting three episodes to do that, JT. <laughs> I've come in to my term- notes is interrupt JT with that Aerosmith song <laughs> just one time. Yeah, at the very least once. I have a funny feeling it's going to happen more than once. But anyway, Jeremy, it is so good to see you. It's been a long week. I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, We are back with our original songs post-1985 episode. Uh, I am JT, the millennial, who is going to be leaning very aggressively into uh, 90s hip-hop today, just as a little bit of a prerequisite. Jeremy? 90s hip-hop is good, but as far as I'm concerned, if it wasn't entirely composed, recorded, conceived of, and produced by Kenny Loggins, it's not really a movie soundtrack. <laughs> I'm very excited to see how today went. So, Jer, how did how did like your list creation go in comparison to last week's? Uh, creation went well. Pruning, on the other hand, went poorly because. One, I actually didn't want to be like, hey, here's all those great songs from like 1985 to 1989 as my entire list, which I probably could have pulled off, by the way. Like those five years are are pretty well pretty well stocked. But at the same time, like I didn't want to ignore them just because they all happened in that time frame. Like good music's good music, right? Stand the test of time. So I ended up having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I'm still here ready to add on, you know, an extra dozen or so tracks at the end. Um, I did a lot of fun re-listening Spotify's my, my made for Spotify, made for Jeremy Spotify mix this week is, uh, is fairly unusual for me, but it's good stuff. How about you? I think you said it perfectly. I, the list, the creation of the list was easy. Um, getting the list down to like, these are the ones that I want to talk about proved to be, Almost impossible. Um, I am over-prepared, which I am never for this podcast. So that's a nice change of pace for me. Uh- <laughs> right, right. Like instead of coming with only like three firm titles, now you have what, like 14 or something? And there's so many. I mean, I could have easily split this up into genre, into like three different segments of 85, 95, 95, 2005, 2005 forward. I mean, there's so much stuff here. And the music is so good. Uh, Not all the movies were, by the way, but boy, was the music good for some of these. And yeah, I I had a a ton of fun. I'm very excited uh, for my five words this week because I another little bit of a game, which is different for me to do, but I I like this one. Uh, And yeah, I'm pumped, man. Uh, So with that being said, because I think we want to talk about the actual context of the episode. Let's get right into it. My friend, Jeremy, do you have a Shawshank? I do. For those unaware, Shawshank is our category definer. What just wins the category? I've got one. How about yourself? I have one and a nod. So kind of two, but it's actually more just how I wound up constructing my list. So I have one definitive one, and then I have one like nod that I can make in the beginning, but I can also wait to the end and tell you that it's a, it was a list of mission for me. I actually took a particular thing and omitted it from my list in its entirety. I'm so curious where, where that where that's going. Uh, I have so so actually you do start this week. It's funny you said that because I had another one and I, I kept it in my list elsewhere. We'll talk about it later. I had one that I, I sort of almost wanted to put up there as the 
I think you sort of have to call it the winner in a weird way, but it's not the one I wanted as the winner. So it's not my winner. So anyhow, since this is your week to begin, JT, please commence with the clue giving. Okay. Uh, November 8th, 2002. I think you knew this one was coming for me. At least I hope you did. Uh, it was a 77 on Metacritic and my, here's my five word game. I have, I have attempted to rename the song title. (laughs) So it should be, they were giving you clues, right? It's, it's very much synonymous, but I I have renamed it. So this is misplaced identity. So that's lose yourself. There she is. You knew this was coming. I knew this. I have flagged this JT will almost definitely Shawshank this or another is another I have for you as also. So I'm curious if I've nailed your second one. So, uh, okay, good good pick. I get it. Totally up there. It's in my Fast Five. Uh, great song. So, <laughs> no, I took it out of my Fast Five because I knew you would do that, and then I didn't have to talk about it. My uh, mind, though, will go all the way back to the beginning year of our entry, 1985. Okay. And I'm doing part two of the same shtick. So, again, you will have lyrics from the song. Hopefully not too obvious, but also not not too uh, not meant to trip you up. Just just test a little of that musicology, and in this case, it is rain falling, walk on by. Rain falling, walk on by. So this is from '85. Yes. Uh, so I know there's two movies that had now rain keys. Fall. Yeah. So this is "Don't You Forget About Me" from the Breakfast Club. Correct. Yeah. Brilliant. This was. Um, I, I, I knew that you'd have this. So this was that. my fast five is more like a fast 15 or 20 right now. This is just in the list of stuff because I'm interested to see where we both go. This is a great song uh, and absolutely categorically defining. So I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I put this up there. By the way, I gave it a, I had a real reason this time, which is that I think if you have seen The Breakfast Club, you cannot possibly hear this song and not 100% correlate it. Judd Nelson, fist held high, walking walking across the football field. Like that's just... Yeah. That's just happening. Uh, and my only bit of nuanced trivia is that this song was written not for Simple Minds, but for Billy Idol. Yeah. Turned it down, and Simple Minds hates this song. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. Yeah. Hate. Yeah. All right. Let's let's dive in. By the way, before we go, I will say because, and I'm blaming you fully, JT, fully for right. this week, this, this thing. Uh, I have removed the original song, Sunflower by Post Malone from all of my lists <laughs> because you gave it a nod last week. And again, it was just a way of sort of cheating because it would absolutely have been in my list because it's a great song. Great song. But we did it last week, sort of. So I'm just letting you know I'm not doing it this week. That's fair. And I stand behind that I love that song, but it's it just happens to play in the movie. It has nothing. It's not related. Like Ghostbusters was very orienting for me, right? Like it changed the right. way I looked at this list this week for me, which was fun. Uh, right. Great song, though. Great tune. Good for you, Post Malone. We're all having fun with you. Uh, all right. So I get to go first, and I am going to start with two that I don't think you'll have. Because if you do pick one of the other ones, it means I get to talk about something different. I don't know what's happening. Uh, January 9th of 1998. It is a 70% on the old Metacritic, which feels criminally low, by the way. Hmm. Uh, I'll give you Cole Hauser and Stellan Skarsgård. 98, Cole Hauser and Stellan Skarsgård. Hmm. That's feeling enemy of the state-ish. 
time Not guess. cast. Let's hear the let's hear the alternate song title. Alternate song title would have been Unmarried Female Anguish. Single white female? No. <laughs> Single sad. Does anguish mean sad? What is No, it doesn't. Frustrating. Uh, widow. <laughs> Unmarried. Mm, I like this game very much. <laughs> wait, wait, is that the t- song title or the movie title? No, everything's going to be song title. Song title, okay. Oh, man. What is it, buddy? All right, this is the deepest cut. Everything from here gets easier as far as like the music, but this is my one super nerdy music pick. So this is from Goodwill Hunting, and it's Miss Misery. By oh, it's a great song. Yeah, so... This is like a little bit of a loophole because this song was actually not recorded for the movie. It was recorded before the movie, but never released, picked up for the movie. That was therefore its first actual release, which means it is an original song to the soundtrack. Um, Oh, JT Skirts, you get in there on the technicality, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, It's a great pick, by the way. I like, I have no, yeah, totally. So why, why it's on the list for me is pretty straightforward. Elliot Smith. I mean, that's why. Elliot Smith was... Such an amazing songwriter. Like this is uh, like I at one point I had a brooding Boston ballad bust beautifully as the top as five words for this before I decided on the new shtick. Um, Elliot Smith changed the way a lot of people wrote music and for very good reason. Uh, if you think about like the older acts that like still identify with him as an influence was like Queens of the Stone Age, Silver Sun Pickups, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Saves the Day. But like new artists like Frank Ocean and Billie Eilish and City and Color, Dallas Green's my boy. Uh, like that is, they, they all reference him as being a huge influence on their songwriting. Uh, he's crazy, dude. Elliot Smith was so good. This song is like so haunting and so beautiful. Very, very stripped down. He did not play it live a lot, uh, which is one of those things, you know, always makes me think of like Dave Matthews, who has like a catalog of a thousand songs, but there's like four that if you heard live once, it's a miracle that was sort of a thing for Elliot Smith with this. And also, like, it's really sad because Elliot Smith not only died, but died, like, super tragically. Right? Like, do you yeah. remember that case at all? Uh, you know, enough to say I don't actually want to talk about it whatsoever. It's uh, uh, awful. It's awful. Yeah, we're, we're not gonna, but it's, it's, like, still open. Right? And so this is, like, a guy who, like, really changed the music landscape for the entire indie movement. I'm doing air quotes around indie. And I don't know, this song, a lot of his stuff really sticks out to me. This one sticks out a lot. And it does always bring me back to Goodwill Hunting. Um, and just go read the lyrics. Like, go read the lyrics to this. Even if you've never heard the song, which is possible, I think. Read this. And it reads like a poem. Like, it's unbelievable. And he also has the line in this about a man sitting on a bench is how he opens. And that's such an iconic scene from the film that right. the, the synergy of that is, like, just really pretty and beautiful. So there you go. Goodwill Hunting. Miss Misery. Very, very nice. Yeah, I think Elliot, if Elliot Smith were like just up and coming, like same same person this age, he would unquestionably be this like brooding YouTube star, right? Yeah. He never would have gone the corporate route. He would just sort of have his channel and directly release on Spotify or something like that and have this like crazy underground following. And the same people would reference him, right? Like the same like Billie Eilish's or whatever. Yep. Uh, and yeah, very, very sad, but great pick. And I'm going to just have to turn that energy all the way around with my pick. I'm going to do the counterpoint song, I think, 
So we'll go, and I am, because again, you're the music guy, I'm, instead of doing the year cast lyrics, I'm going to do lyrics year cast yeah. for you. Uh, I think this will be my most obvious pick, but here you go. Your five words, feeling, bones, sunshine, pocket, dance. Feelings, bone, pocket, sunshine, dance. Feel oh man, uh, I've got a. See, I love this because I know it's in your head. I can like I know that the like those gears are starting to turn, and like one of them's a little stuck over there. But I like I know that it's formulating, and like like synapses are firing, and all that. Yeah, I have a lot of I have a lot of sounds in my brain right now, uh, <laughs> trying to put these together. Um, it's not happening immediately, so go ahead. Okay, so it's new. It's 2016. Okay. And the cast of the movie included Russell Brand and James Corden. Corden, sorry. Corden. James Corden. Oh, interesting. Okay, so this is definitely going to be um, Can't Fight the Feeling from Trolls, which was Justin yeah. Timberlake. That's correct. There it is. Great song. And until doing my research, I didn't know that the song was, ac- it was actually written for the movie. Uh, yeah. I had thought this was just sort of JT's latest big hit, and it got optioned by the movie because it was up and coming. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Coldplay's Clocks was in the movie uh, uh, Confidence way, way back as the closing theme. And so I thought it was sort of more like that. Like they just optioned this the song just before it became huge. But no, it's it's for the movie. I love this song. It's such a happy beat. I would say in the past five years, including Pharrell's Happy, there's no song like this one that, like, I'm sure there's a lot of people that loathe it. I'm sure it's in one of those, like, massively overplayed, I don't know musically if it's actually, like, good, you know, chord structure and all that stuff. But to me, like, it's in any playlist that's meant to be happy time kind of playlist. It's a big pickup song. You know, you got got kids, you're going to dance around to this. Uh you know, Trolls is a movie I, I enjoyed actually far more than I probably meant, expected I would. Uh, the animation style, I thought, like, blew me away when I first saw it. Um, actually, the music in that movie is also great. Like, the 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 cover the covers they do are really nicely done. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great pick. So I don't remember if – so uh, Timberlake was the music director on the second one for sure, which means he got to pick all the songs they covered and whatever. I don't know if he was in the first one or not. I totally agree. There's like – they play Sound of Silence in the first one for like mm-hmm. maybe 14 seconds. And my daughter knows that song because of me because I just play a lot of Paul Simon. Uh, but like now when she hears it, she sings it in that tone. Like she sings it that way. It's so funny. It's a great, it's a great pick. It's a super fun song. I think musically it's actually very interesting. There's a lot of different things happening with it. It has like a Mark Ronson, Bruno, Bruno Mars kind of feel going on. Yeah. Just like yeah, a lot yeah. of like a lot of throwback sound, which is great. I think it's fun. It's a great pick. And uh, you, you know what? I'll show you some time offline that, uh, that little Sam performed this in his piano lessons in like grade one, uh, way back when, and uh, was uh, was was pretty decent with it. Put on some shades. Was pretty cool up there. I love little Sam. That's great. That's great. I love I love a personal touch to a, a very good song. All right, you're up. Okay, I'm gonna get the other I don't know mildly serious one out of the way. So June sixteenth, two thousand seven, and eighty eight. On Metacritic, I'm not going to give you cast. Okay. Uh, the this would be the other title 
would have been collapsing gradually. Falling slowly from once? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very nice. I love this song. Absolutely love this song. Now, wait, JT, though, is this or is this not a musical? I don't think it is. So that's why I wanted to do this in my top five. So this movie, like, which I'm not going to, I don't want to reference it because we haven't gotten through the list and I don't want to stop on your list. There are other movies where they are singing, but it's performative in context in the film. So the way that I think about this is this song was performed in the film, but like in the film, in the context of the film. Right, like they're singing it and practicing. I've seen the movie, so they're singing and practicing it in, yeah. You know, I it's one of those movies that I, I saw, liked, appreciated, and have no interest in coming back to. It, it I don't know if that makes any sense. It was like, oh, okay, totally. good job. Nicely done. Music is grab. Listen to that soundtrack many times over. Good pick. I had uh, disqualified it thinking, because I didn't really remember the movie super, super well. So I thought it was musical land, but as you started talking about it, I think uh, I remember them sort of like practicing it and riffing on it and things like that. So counts. Yeah. I actually think that like I could make an argument for Give It To Me Now is actually a song I like more from from that particular film. But like, listen, I've watched the movie a couple of times. Speaking of personal things, I remember. So in 2007, when this came out, my wife and I were, we just started dating and I remember we watched this together and then she got really into the swell season, which was Hansard and, and Glova together. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, if she gets this, I I like her a lot. Like if, if you're into this and you see why it's fun, because it's really stripped down. Like it's very, 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 very basic stuff. But they're both just so, so powerful. And I happen to love this movie. I've seen it more than once and every time I've, I've liked it because it just felt like music to me more than acting right i mean these guys weren't actors which is part of the reason i could see a lot of people not wanting to go back to it because it was like two Mm. musicians struggling to act through a movie um i see it as like two musicians struggling (laughs) which is every musician i've ever loved has that through line all the way through uh it's so good and their voices together just were so so different like such a stark contrast in the way they both sang and the fact that they started dating when they were on the film there's a little bit of yuck there because she was 18 and he was not 18 uh but for the most <laughs> part like they made be- they made beautiful music together and were very successful for a while so this is kind of my last like sort of nerdy musical thing uh but they're just it's so good it's so so good so jt when you're saying that they brought in musicians to do an acting job instead of having actors learn to be musicians i knew it it's sort of like astronauts. Right, right. Instead okay. of teaching right. the astronauts. Yep. Yep. yep, I get it. Yep, yeah. Okay, good, <laughs> good, good, good. Okay. Uh, I am I think I'm going to go with my... No, I'll, I'll go with what I actually think is my favorite of, the, of, this, of my whole top five song-wise. Okay. So the lyrics, I will give you... And I don't know now what, what you've seen or not, so we'll just, we'll just roll with it. Sons, daughters, come New Jerusalem. Ooh, New Jerusalem should be an immediate giveaway, and it's not. So I'm going to think that I might not know this. Oh, I'm sure you know this song, just because you and music. But 1988. Okay. And the cast includes Alec Baldwin and Joan Cusack. Whoa. Love, love. Uh, I have no idea what this is. The song is Let the River Run from Working Girl. Had no idea that was from a movie. Real talk. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I love this song. This is like this is like borderline anthem level territory as songs go. It's so well used in the movie, and that is part of what I want why I have it here. It's not only is it just a song I like, and again, I'll disclaim like who knows if I, I get any props for liking this song or not. Uh love Carly Simon, of course. Of course. Uh and you know, last week had the the spy love me. Um sorry. Was that Spy Love Me or Nobody Does It Better? Or did she do both? She did Nobody Does It Better. She definitely did Nobody Does It Better. I don't know if she did. She might have done both. Wouldn't surprise me. Mm. If only we could find out. Uh, So (laughs) have you seen Working Girl? Is this your... I think so. I'm pretty sure I've seen it, but like it doesn't... There's no memory of it. See, my guess is this would have been in the group of movies your mom would have showed you, but it's got a couple too many adult moments in it. Like it is... I'm pretty sure it's an R-rated movie. So... I don't think it's inappropriate to watch with your with your parents, like, but I don't think like baby JT is watching it with his parents kind of thing. Like right. maybe 16, 17 year old. So the they they use the the melody, the score of the song as effectively the score of the movie. And it sort of becomes Melanie Gri- Melanie Griffith's characters again, like sort of her personal uh like uh like anthem. Like it comes when when she's doing good things, you hear like little mini riffs of it, goes to different chords and keys and all that. And it's such an inspirational, like big moment song. And the way it comes in at the, in the finale of the, of the movie, just awesome. So that's let great. That river run buddy. I am. I love that you had one that I don't have anywhere on my list. I mean, nowhere. No, I think it won. uh because I did this research a while back. I think it actually won the Academy Award that year for best uh, best new song. Very possible. I I this so unlike last week where I had to do a fair amount of like double checking research or you write do you know what you're talking about? I did an astoundingly small amount of research to put my list together this week because most of these I just was like, oh, this song, oh, this song, oh, this song. Harder for me when we were pre-85. Um and probably realistically harder for me all the way up until like 95, which reflects in my list pretty well. For the most part. Uh, okay. So I'm in a tough spot here because I think I want to do, there's like, there's one that I feel like you should do, <laughs> but in the, in the event that you don't, it, it has to be in the top five list. I'm going to give it another pick or two. I'm not going to do that one yet. I'm going to do something different. See, I'm just letting you know, I got a couple of those as well. Where, I'm sure. But I'm just letting you know, like I'm, I'm willing to play chicken on this. I think we're gonna have to. I mean, yeah. If I, I mean, uh, worst case scenario, if I get back to do, if I get like back to do a corner on this particular song, I'll I'll die on that hill. So it's fine. Uh, okay. So I'm going to pick a fun one. So November fifteenth, nineteen ninety six. It's a fifty nine. Uh, I'll give you. I'm gonna give you the lyrics again first because I don't want you to get the the. Oh, uh, no. Actually, I will give you – I'll give you the people. Let's do Wayne Knight and Teresa Randall. 98, right? 96. 96, okay. Uh, the alternative song name would have been Strike Adversary Steep. Hit Enemy Steep. Like steep, like like a cliff, or steep like T. No, 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 like a cliff, cliff. Uh, strike one more time. Strike, strike adversary steep. 
strike adversary. <laughs> so hit, punch. Wait, am I doing? And this is punch. No, it's not punch drunk love. No, you're you're going for the song title, and you've got right, the right. first word right. Punch. The one no, we said hit. before that. Yeah. It's not uh hit 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 foe, hit enemy, hit hit uh hit me baby one more time? No. Yeah. Um no. <laughs> <laughs> this I love this game now so much. Uh oh the last one is steep. So is that climb? Is that cliff? Yeah. Think about like the think about where you are if something is steep. It's very up, hit me up. It's very, it's hit. very up. That's true. <laughs> hit, hit, hit. Somebody's listening to this right now, and just literally yelling into their AirPods like idiots. Uh, all right, what is it? I give up. So this is from Space Jam, and it's the song "Hit 'Em High," oh. which you may not know, which is acceptable. Mm. This soundtrack is is wildly better than people think. So it had the I Believe I Can Fly, which is another original that I easily could have put on this list. Uh, That's an original song from the movie? Sure is, yeah. Wow. Uh, We clearly wouldn't, though, because R. Kelly. Uh, There's also two wildly good covers. Seal did Fly Like an Eagle from this, and Barry White did Basketball Jones and actually turned it into like a really fun song. This song, though, this song is by Busta Rhymes, Coolio, LL Cool J, Be Real, and Method Man. And when I tell you that 11-year-old JT liked all those names a whole bunch, I cannot tell you. I have listened to this song twice today just because I remembered it existed and multiple times in the last week and a half. This is so good. Uh, This is one of those I still remember, like, you know, there's a TikTok thing that's like, you know, what's something that you remember all of for no reason? This. Like, I remember an embarrassing amount of this song. I remember being so excited that these guys collaborated on this. Like, Be Real from Cypress Hill and Method Man, very, very specific culture there. Uh, Meth is so good here. This is like when Coolio was on a real, like, trajectory um, before he was, like, dumping hot sauce on his face on the internet. Uh, It's just such a fun song. It was also very well paired with the bad guys from the movie. This is the Monstar Anthem is what most people refer to it as, but the name of the song is actually Hit Him High. Uh, and it's also like a bop. Like this song is still very, very, very good. Like today, highly repeatable. I love this song. I will forever love this song. Like, and you cannot change my mind. <laughs> uh, that sounds fun, but I can't say another song. JT, I have to ask you about that, that, you know, for lack of a better phrase, super group. Are they more damn Yankees or traveling Wilburys? Uh, I'll go... Uh, I'm going to, it's tough. Um, I'm going to go damn Yankees just because there's a bit of an East coast bias. And I think that makes the most sense. <laughs> you're, you're, you're going for the Nugent. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. Good pick. Uh, I knew that the soundtrack for space jam was huge so for good. like, yeah, for, for, for y'all. Uh huh. Yeah. Is there any chance that you have, a, is there any track on there where like Jordan and bird are rapping or anything like that? No, that's what. So Chris Rock did the one with Barry White uh, as Lil Penny. If you remember Lil Penny, that there was a moment okay. in time. So Chris Rock is on that song, like literally credited as a an artist on that song. That's as close as you get to like one of those guys being a part of anything. Probably for the best. Definitely for the best. 
All right, this pick is going to be my what I would assume is actually probably the most like music props of a pick I'll make. Okay. Now this is another this is another one I have no idea if it's on your radar or not. So the words I'll give you, and this is tricky because it's one of those songs where like even I don't know the lyrics that well to it, and I, and I like the song and the album very much. So the words I'll give you are perfect fit. Okay. Tourniquet. <laughs> yep. Ranks. Okay. Freaks. Perfect fit, tourniquet. Perfect, no, perfect fit, tourniquet, ranks, and freaks. I'm trying to think if I can even put a story together around what that would be about. Freaks, freaks is probably the best. If you're going to come, come anything out of that, I think it's freaks is probably the one that gets you there no, at nothing, all. Nothing's happening quickly, so you can go ahead. 1999. Okay. And movie included Julianne Moore and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Ooh. Ooh. And I know you love them. But yeah. Yeah, specifically uh, PSH. Oh, boy. What was he in in 99? Mr. Ripley was before that. This is way before Pirate Radio, so it wouldn't have been. The Savages was way after. I have yep. no idea what this is. This is, uh, you, and you love the director. I, it's, I know you know this movie. Uh, I don't like the movie. Oh, is this Boogie Nights? No, but you're you're now in. You got the right director. So that's PTA. So what did PTA do in '99? Um, I don't know. I don't know. The movie is Magnolia. Oh, okay. And the song is "Save Me" by Amy Mann. By Amy Mann. Yeah. Um, I. Yes. Okay. Fair. Go on. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not sure what that means, but I will. Uh, I got into this whole, I got into Amy Mann about 10, 15, basically I saw Magnolia late, somewhere in the mid 2000s, in the early aughts. Uh, didn't like the movie that much. It's one of those, like, every ingredient, it's like you took all the ingredients and I just didn't really like the cake that was made with them. It was just like, this <laughs> too much butter, not a flour, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I just didn't like this movie that much. I'm not, I, it just didn't hold up for me. But the soundtrack got way into my head. And so I started listening to this and then the rest of the Magnolia soundtrack, which is all by Amy Mann. She wrote two original songs for it. This is one of them. Uh, but basically it used uh, like seven songs from one of her other albums. Otherwise, I really wanted to make it momentum. That's my favorite of her songs. But then I, that's when I learned like Amy Mann is till Tuesday, which is from back to the voices carry in the eighties. And then I got like, again, I listened to Amy Mann stuff for like two, three years and all these derivative acts and people were inspired by her and everything. And so when that, when, again, this is one of those, like when we started the category, I had written down Save Me really early on. And the more I thought about it, when I look back at my list, especially in an attempt to not be all 80s all the time uh, and to have something that I thought a music guy like you might respect a little and a song I genuinely love, Save Me by Amy Mann. Yeah, so the the me pausing was because I wanted to make sure that you got to talk before I talked about how much I like Amy Mann and respect what she's done for music. Like, this is a very, very, very good pick. But you didn't uh, have – this is off your radar? Yeah, I had no idea. Again, this is one of those times when I should have done at least a quick pass-through of Did I Forget Anything, but I had so many songs. Now, to be, to be fair – To be fair – this would not have made my top five anyway because Magnolia is not a movie I'm particularly fond of. I don't dislike it. It's just like of all of his work, that one was the least interesting to me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about the least interesting, but like it's just it doesn't it's not a one I have it's not what I have to see again. And so mm-hmm. this this might have gotten a nod like in Fast Five territory just because of who she is. She's also married to like one of the one of the mutant pen brothers. One not uh, kind of like there's the Baldwins, there's the Pens too. There's a, a Michael and a Christopher Michael. and a yeah. So she's married to Michael Penn. Yeah, from, also a musician. Uh, right, March, great album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a great pick. This is a great pick, and I definitely didn't see this coming, and I like that. Nice. You see what I meant by the lyrics too, right? It's one of those songs like I'll bet you could hum it entirely perfectly in your head, probably even go pick up your guitar and play it. But then be like, and so what are the how's that one go again? Yeah. Something, something save me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh all right. Now you really you're backing me into a corner. Oh God. How many have I done? I've done three. All right. So I will do oh boy. Oh man, there's one that like there's one that I really want to do because I feel like you won't know it's you might not know that it's from a movie because I feel like a lot of people don't. And then there's another one that everyone knows is from a movie, but it's so good. Uh I guess I'll do this one so uh August 11th, 1995. That's a 47. Ooh. Uh Courtney Vance and George Dunza. Wait a sec. What movie are we talking about? What is that? Well, here, let me give you. I actually think this is one of the easier sort of alternative song titles. Okay. Uh, Hooligan Heaven. Hooligan. Punk. Uh, Punk? No, but you're like you're heading uh, in the right direction. Punk, uh, uh, well, heaven is what afterlife. Uh, no, am I close? Mm. Heaven spirit. Uh, what's a synonym for heaven? I got nothing on this. All right, just, uh, it's bugging me though. Hooligan <laughs> heaven. Nothing. Um, sky instead of heaven or up or no, no. Heaven is considered what to some people. Like it would be, they think they're going to go to heaven and it's going to be a what? Utopia. Very close to utopia. Now you're in the right spot. Close to utopia. Utopia. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So this is uh, Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. Paradise. Oh, from Dangerous Minds. Yeah. Oh, so, how is this nowhere on my list? Oh, I love this song. This I will I almost I will almost claim this generationally, but go ahead. Oh, well, you, you good, probably should pick. You probably should, because it's closer to you. But I remember so first of all, this being a 47, I haven't seen this movie since I was like probably I don't know. I, I don't actually remember the last time I saw it. My mom was a social worker when I was growing up, and she was a tall, thin, blonde woman who worked in inner, inner city schools. We watched this movie. A fair amount, let me just tell you. And I remember thinking it was a really good movie. Like, I thought it was good. It's a little overacted even in my head. But, like, I remember thinking it was pretty good. Yeah, no, it's not. Okay, Sorry. fine. That's okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, I, I know why you think that, by the way. This is a movie that when it hit, it just hit so many people in so many ways that it was, like, popular, but just not good. Like it's probably a little unfair Metacritic wise, but it's just, it's just not 
actually a great movie. It's like when you compare to other of these teenage school, like Stand and Delivers and Lean on Me's and these kind of movies, it's definitely below them. So it's not like a good movie, but it's not also like garbage. It's just, it's just fine. You know, it's better than Xanadu. Yeah, well, I can like stepping back, like it's like it's aggressively derivative. Like there's nothing specific, like there's nothing special about this as a right. film for sure. Right. But I don't remember thinking it was like trash. I remember thinking it was like pretty well acted and it made sense and it was based on a really good book that I've read. So I was like, yeah, whatever, like cool. But more importantly, like this song, bro, this song was a whole summer. 1995 everywhere. was Coolio and LV everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. At all demographics, everywhere. Yeah, the I remember the video of this song, like with the smoke, and he had the sweaty head, and then he was being interviewed by Michelle Pfeiffer. It was a big deal. Michelle Pfeiffer was in the music video. Like, all of that stuff comes back. And then the song slaps. Like, LV's voice is so unique, and it was very different in that time. And, like, that, the chorus and the choir behind them was so, like, such a different sound. Um, it's, you know, lyrically not particularly interesting in the hip hop realm, but like it was approachable again, another song that I know way too many lyrics to. Um, but I, I, I also think that like generationally you put this song on and at any point, like anybody in the fringe millennial, like you're going to know this song and you're going to know, sure. you're going to like, know know it, not be like, Oh, is this, you're going to be, like, Oh, this is Coolio from Gangster Paradise. This is Gangster Paradise. Like immediately, you immediately know it. But I don't feel the song, like when you think about songs that come back from like the 90s, like 90s hip hop that that gets played wherever it's going to get played. This does not seem to be one of them. This this is, I, I wonder if this is sort of like me and The Reflex, but which we talked about by Duran Duran, where it's like, it was amazing at its time. Everybody loved it. The most, it was definitely Coolio's biggest hit. Oh, yeah. But it, it has not, like, when I think about other 90s hip hop that still makes the rounds, this doesn't feel like it's one of them. Am I am I right or wrong? No, you're 100% right. Well, the thing is, is that there's not a good place. To, I mean, this is like an anthemic hip hop song, which is weird. Like there's not a ton of those. And because of the pace of it and because of this, the, the I don't want to say musicality because there's actually not a ton happening musically, but the choir, there, it's just not like a party song, right? Like right. Fu- funny enough, the other one that I was picking between, which I might still get to use if you do the right thing next, is... Uh, is a better version of it's, it's basically what you're talking about. It's a song that everybody still knows. I don't think a lot of people know that it's from a movie originally, but it's one of those like long, forever staying mid '90s rap songs where you're like, oh yeah, everyone's gonna listen to this song until we die. Interesting. Uh, two two fun things. I so my kids are listening to that's well not anymore. It's a bit we're, we're past it now. But Memories by Maroon Five, sure, which is a riff off Pack of Volcanon. Yep. I put on See You When You Get There, which was Coolio's follow-up hit to this song I'll back in whatever. You when you get there. It's a great song. If we ever get there. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, can you tell it's the same melody? And my kids are like, no. I'm like, all right, well, we'll just move on then. But Inter- Internet Pachelbel, and there's like a billion songs. <laughs> there's that guy, the Pachelbel rant. Um, That's right. Now... You, you got to watch a video right now, JT. Is it Gangster's Paradise or is it Amish Paradise? It's Gangster's Paradise. And how well do you know the lyrics to Amish Paradise? Because I still know those ones pretty well also. I think if somebody, so they're not coming to my head right now, but if somebody started me off, I could probably get going. Yeah, that was definitely one of Weird Al's best. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. 
All right. Keeping rolling, I will. I will go to this one. I think the word the words are either a dead giveaway. We'll see. Uh, the five word, but I didn't know what else to do because if I didn't go with some of these words, it sort of became a impossible to guess kind of song. Just prisoner, trying break free. Just prisoner, trying break free. Um, can I get a year at least? Nineteen eighty-five. Oh, eighty-five. With Andrew uh, McCarthy and oh, wait, Andy wait, wait, McDowell. Wait. Yeah, wait, Andy McDowell. Now you're making me second guess, but I wanted to say, is this Power of Love? No, no. Also, Just an original prisoner. song from 1985. Um, yeah. Just a prisoner trying to break free. I don't know. I don't got it. The song is "Man in Motion," Saint Elmo's Fire. Okay. No, nothing. Blank stare. Oh. I, you know, there's part of me that wants us to do again what, what I referenced last time, those guys who have that first reaction to a song thing. Sure. This is like, an, this is full on the straight up 80s anthem, but I think actually quite a good one. It's still in several of my mixes. Uh, I don't remember the guy. The guy who recorded either John Parr or Jack Parr, not the one who was the Tonight Show host back in the 60s, the other one. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> probably. It, it sounds like a Kenny Loggins kind of song. It's really upbeat, really poppy, really fun. I don't actually like St. Elmo's Fire as a movie at all. It's my least favorite uh, Brat Pack movie. Yeah. Um, amazing cast, by the way. I went re-looking at the, the cast is everybody. Every 80s actor from Robbie Downey Jr. All, like all of them are in this movie. Rob Lowe, Demi Moore, etc. Uh but this is one of those songs. Like I was like, I, I there's no not there's no way I'm not picking Man in Motion. You really don't know the song, buddy, huh? I, like maybe if you like started humming it or something. But like literally right now, I have no clue what you're talking about. Man in motion, a pair of wheels. Saying almost fire. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I know the song. Didn't know. Don't know the words. Couldn't tell you who sang it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with the tune, obviously, though. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's fine. Oh, it's a popular good. song. All right. There you go. You can go again. That's great. All right. So you have backed me into a corner, and I gave you a dead giveaway clue trying to get you to get here. On when I'm, we're talking I'm assuming about you're about to say Danger Zone, but I could be wrong. No. No, 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 no. Oh. oh I thought you were song. forcing. I, I agree. I just sort of thought that's what your shtick was going on with this thing. No, this is like the right thing to do. Ah. I, I could have Shawshanked this song very, very easily. Uh, I'm not going to give you anything. I'm just going to go straight to the alternative song title. Duel the Sovereignty. Duel? Yeah, Duel the Sovereignty. D-U-E-L or A-L? No, E-L. So like a fight. Yep. And sovereignty? Yeah, Duel the Sovereignty. Duel of the sovereignty. Duel the sovereignty. Fight. Oh, fight the power. Uh huh. That was yeah. original for the movie. So I just said to you, I hope you do the right thing next, <laughs> because I really wanted you to take this one because it feels like an absolute no-brainer. Yeah, but, no, I really thought you were. I thought you were trying to get me to go with Danger Zone, and I wasn't going to do it. No, it's a terrible song. <laughs> well, what do you want me to do? 
Uh, all right, so I'm going to take this because it absolutely has to be in somebody's top five. But uh, this is an original song for the movie? This song was actually, like, was conceived at the request of, of Spike Lee. Oh, I did yeah. not know that. I, oh. I No, I thought Spike Lee was just taking all, like, I thought this was sort of like, um, actually, a movie, uh, sort of like how 90s movies started sampling, like, grunge music. I thought this was Spike Lee just taking up-and-coming hip-hop acts. No, he genuinely like was looking for a le motif and wanted something that was defiant and angry and rhythmic. And he was like public enemy. And so he went to Chuck D and was like, you need to write me a song. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I, I, I agree. I don't, I don't know that I totally Shawshank, but it's it's it would definitely have the conversation. It's a contender for damn sure. Yeah. I mean, this this to me was like an had to be in the top five. Kind of just assumed you would have it because it definitely is. A generation back from me and the one that i'm omitting is one that i would rather pick but this is the right thing to do like i'm doing the right thing pun 100 percent intended uh this song <laughs> is like leslie as an individual song it like it's on a list of songs that sort of changed music period like i think the the freedom that this song gave other artists to be as brash as as Public Enemy had already been, by the way, like this was not new for them. This is already, this was their shtick. They were well within what they were doing. But then because of all of the the fanfare around Do the Right Thing, it introduced a lot of people that probably otherwise were not familiar with Public Enemy to Public Enemy. Uh, and the song is still an absolute banger. The lyrics are still incredible. Uh, I have like a, I have a friend who has our freedom of speech is freedom of death, like literally tattooed on his leg. The song is amazing like it's it's an anthem it's so intense it fits this it fits the the movie perfectly uh i think it's a really important sort of like early ish hip-hop song 89 is not like super early in the movement but like it it really did start to change the way people approached the way they were writing stuff between public enemy and nwa like it was a genuine movement and I think my favorite thing is there's only two actual instrumentalists in this entire song. One was their turntablist, which is Term Terminator X. And then there was this guy named Branford Marsalis, who is pretty famous. <laughs> he's a saxophonist. Uh, he had a great line, which I thought he's, was fun. He's pretty darn famous, JT. Yeah, he's pretty famous. Uh, pretty famous. He said they're not musicians and they don't claim to be, which makes it easier to be around them. Like the song's in A minor or something, and then it goes D7, and I think – if I remember, they put some of the A minor solo on the D7 or some of the D7 stuff on the A minor chord at the end. So it sounds different. And the more unconventional it sounds, the more they like it. So he went into a studio with like professed non-musicians, did a bunch of weird stuff. And they were like, we like the weird stuff. And he's like, this is what it should sound like polish. And they're like, yeah, not that. <laughs> do the other thing. Is really neat. And so I'm going to do the right thing. And this is in my yeah. top five. Yeah. Fight the Power has that sound is like... It was just a really, really, they did a really good take on it. They're like, yep, use that one. No, not yeah. much editing. Just like, we we like that one. Just go with it. Uh, good pick, buddy. I had no idea. Hmm. This, I'm curious now. Like, I, I, I really avoid the Googling while we're, while we're chatting. I All I want to do right now is know what song did win the Oscar that particular year. I'm very In 89? It had to be. There's no way that it could. If it wasn't that, that is absolutely criminal. Oh, I would assume it was not that because there's no way in the late 80s Hollywood, the the the, the Academy is picking a song like this. I hope that's not the case. Like, I really, really hope that's not the case. If you give me two seconds, I can tell you. 
because I can pull it up. Hold on. Unbelievably, not only did it not win, it wasn't nominated, and it was beaten by Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> I mean, I like Kiss the Girls. I love The Little Mermaid soundtrack, but it's um, actually that's an interesting one because that is the big that is the Disney Renaissance kickoff movie, right? After nothing. Other, I mean, other than Oliver and Company, not much goodness out of Disney in the 80s. That's right. So, okay. My last pick. I can't say this song truly deserves where I put it, but it's, again, a song I like off a movie that was very formative for me and a soundtrack that I listened to 100,000 times over. And I, I maintain the soundtrack absolutely holds up to this day. So the five words I'll give you may or may not give it away. Doctors I chart, heart, glasses. Doctors I chart, heart, glasses. No, nothing. 1992? 1992. No, nothing. Kira Sedgwick and Matt Dillon. Sing. No, is this Reality Bites? Singles. Yeah. So I know Pearl Jam did the majority of that soundtrack, I thought. At least any of that is in the movie, right? Uh, yes, a lot of them have moments in the movie. Uh, the, the soundtrack's actually all over the place. The song I was going with was Dyslexic Heart by Paul Westerberg. Oh, wow. Na, 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 yep. na, 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 na. Uh, I thought Doctor's Eye Charts, either one of those lyrics that you're like, oh, I know that song. Because you don't hear that in too many songs. Sure don't. Like up there with Chewing Life's Gristle. So <laughs> the single soundtrack, I think, is a brilliant, brilliant soundtrack. I don't know if you've heard it much. Where is this movie for you? So singles, I have fond memories of watching. I have seen it once or twice. I have it on vinyl. Um, but I, I don't, to be honest, I don't remember it, any of it being specifically for the movie. I just remember there being a lot of artists that I was familiar with on that album. So Paul Westerberg put the soundtrack together, does have some early Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Mudhoney, etc. And two original songs. This is one of them. I rediscovered the single soundtrack like two or so years ago, maybe even last year. You know, it could have been last year while we were doing the last time we talked about soundtracks and started listening to it again. And then this song just, I was like, man, I used to remember driving around to this and it's such an upbeat song and it plays such a good role in this movie because the movie takes you through these oddly between heavy and lighthearted beats. And the music goes between like poppiness, like dyslexic heart and like grunge and like, like, like real, like meaty grunge. You know, this is not like the, this is not the, this is not pop grunge. This is like, you know, right. everybody's like, like, you know, doing dip while they're trying to sing or something. I don't know what's going on. They're definitely wearing 14 layers of uh, flannel while they're singing. Oh, yeah, a lot of flannel. A lot, a lot of, flannel. of flannel. And I, again, so again, I don't know musically where it stands up, but love it. And it had to make my list because this is my list. And that, thus far, I get to do it. It's, it's a great tune. And to be honest, it probably would not have been, it might have made Fast Five territory had I known it was actually made for the album. Um, but then, mm. as you said, there's so many songs on that. Singles didn't come to mind because I was like, oh, that whole album was just a bunch of his favorite stuff from the early 90s. Like it was just like a bunch of basically Seattle core. Like they just pulled all these cool Seattle bands and went, here's some of your old stuff. Be in the movie. Like that's what I remember from singles. 
<laughs> so it's funny you said it. So I went researching. Like I was like, I wonder if any of those songs are new. And then it turned out not only any, but actually the one I would have picked. Because there, there's lots of other great music that I like in the background, but it's yeah, not it like I had to pick. So, all right, I think we're into Pong territory. So I'm going to ask a favor. Can I do one that doesn't count for Pong, but I, it's the one that I wanted to do that wasn't the right thing. We won't do the full thing. I just want to give you uh, – can I whistle at you and you tell me what the song is? Yeah. Okay, ready? Do you know that? I don't know if I don't recognize it or you're not a great whistler. It's one of the two. Or both. It could be both. Both both are offensive to me. Uh, so <laughs> if I told you that – if I told you to mount up, what would be the word that should come before that? Regulators? Yeah. Yeah. So I think most people should know the song Regulators by Nate Dogg and Warren G. I would hope everyone oh, on the yeah. planet knows that song. Yeah. And that song's from Above the Rim. Oh, is it? Yeah. And that's the one that I would have done for my generation instead of uh, Public Enemy, just because like that's a song where G-Funk was such an interesting moment in time in hip hop. And it's so melodic. It's like Bill Withers happening behind the scenes. And then this like really, really West Coast rap stuff. That's such an interesting song. And it's a beautiful song. And also to your point about Coolio doesn't translate. If you play that song around any old hip hop heads ever, like it is people are going to be rapping and standing and grooving immediately. Like that song still exists today and it should. Yeah. When we're done, I'll go back and give it a listen. And uh, I have to decide if, if I'm right about your whistling or not. It, listen, it's, it's, I, I did my best. I did my best. You did. All right. Why don't you kick off Pong anyway? All right. So I'm just going to go straight into, I'll give you the year and then I'll give you the alternative title. Okay. Uh, 2015. Observe him further. See the distance. See is right. See. Observe him. See him further away. See afar. See. You're close. You're close. So this is uh this is Furious Seven, and See You oh. Again by Charlie see you Puth. Again. And oh, yeah, 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 it's a great song. It's literally a very good song. And it was also Paul Walker. So R.I.P. Paul Walker. Yeah, I don't know if I know the song. I'll go give it a listen. It's been a long time. Oh, yeah, I know that song. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. for the movie? That was for the movie, written for the movie. Oh, I think that's just become the anthem to like, I think they play that now at the Oscars of the like who we lost this year. Yeah. Like they, that's like the ultimate. I didn't know that was for Paul. Oh, that's beautiful. Good, Isn't good it? it makes it makes that scene even stronger. Yeah, it makes my next choice sound just really pathetic, though. So 1987, your one thing, swear, truth. Um, 1980, your one thing, swear. Oh, I've had the time of my life, three dancing. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Took me a second, but I got there. Uh, this is, right. by the way, and I won't do this for the rest of these, but I will just say that this and a few others in that, as I was alluding to with Ghostbusters last time around, this song in Dirty Dancing for like the summer of 87. Yeah. Everything. 
everything. Everybody and everybody's like trying to do all like old fashioned dancey stuff and like the cat skills, you know, are, are not don't get revived actually till about fifteen years ago. But you know, this this movie was big and that song was ridiculous. And and like you were saying about Breakfast Club, either e- earlier rather, like that's another one of those songs that like comes with the movie. Like it's like you can't, I, I can't divorce the. Like I hear that song and look around for the lightest person in the room to try to pick them up. Like that's just right. how it. That's how it goes. Right. Right. Uh, all right. Next, I'll do this. One's going to be nearly impossible, so don't guess for too long. 1996, prevent allowing release. Stop. Let go. <laughs> You're, Stop, prevent, you're, halt. you're two, you have the last two are right. You're one word away. <laughs> Pre- was it prevent or preventing? Prevent, prevent allow a release. release. So you've got, oh, don't let, let go. go. Don't, don't let, let go. go. Bye. Do you know this song? Mm. Uh, this is by En Vogue and it's from the movie Set It Off, which is a not great, but better than I think people think it was movie. It was like Queen Latifah and, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, they were robbers. Hmm. It's actually like a pretty good movie. But En Vogue's Don't Let Go is an anthem. It's such a good song. Such this a is good probably, song. This is probably in that category of songs like I know when I hear it, but I don't know the titles oh, yeah. too. Yeah, you yeah. know this song. I'm sure. Okay, uh, 86. Man, fight, honor, hero, dreaming. Ooh. Um, 86, huh? Man fight here or something dreaming. Not coming to mind. I don't know. Uh, the uh, the song is Glory of Love by Peter Cetera. Oh. It's from the Karate Kid 2 soundtrack. But I will give you one. You know the song, right? Uh, yeah, I know the song. Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's crazy about it, and it goes perfectly with that movie, it was actually written for Rocky Four. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's I found hilarious. that out when I texted you earlier this week, like, hey, if it's not written for the actual movie, does it count? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't know that that song was actually, so it was still then its first use was this soundtrack and it got repurposed. That but, counts. Uh, there you go. All right. Uh, I'm on a little bit of a female run here, so that gives you a small clue. Uh, 1993, single word title, repeatedly. Uh, forever? Nope. Uh, encore again, encore. again, again, again. Yep. By Janet Jackson from Poetic Justice. Okay. Oh, I know that song. You a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, song. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, if you would put that on and said, "What is the name of this song?" I'd be like, uh, "Unnamed Janet Jackson Jam." You know, uh, or it's, whatever. It's one of my favorite. I love that song. I love that song. It's one of her best. That or Rhythm Nation. Oh, yeah, Rhythm Nation. Love Rhythm Nation. So good. 1987. This is probably the hardest one of the whole bunch. Uh, Real as Feelings I Feel. Oh, okay. Uh, I have no idea. The song's by Mark Knopfler. Knopfler from Dire Straits. Oh, I love Dire Straits. Okay. Like musician's musician guy, kind of guy. You, you got it. Like he's done a lot of solo work. Uh, but anyhow, it's the, it's the soundtrack from um, Princess Bride. The song's called Storybook Love. It plays over the closing credits. I adore this song. Oh, interesting. I can't pick it out thinking about it, so I'll have to go back and look. Um, Dire Straits is so good. Uh, all right, now let's do November 2000, uh, Self-Sufficient Females. Self-Sufficient Independent Women? Yes, from? 
a movie. And again, one of these like, I bet you I know the song, but don't know it by that title. So from Charlie's Angels by Destiny's Child. Ah, And when I tell you in 2000, when I was 15, the volume that this was played at by every girl in my high school was 11. This one went to 11. I heard this a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, probably know it, but don't know. You know know it. (laughs) 2018. Ooh. A a pick you probably didn't get. I would guess I would pick. And the words aren't going to help, I don't think. But night, dreams, no, approach you. From 2018, huh? I'm trying to run through. Cast includes Sterling K. Brown and Angela Bassett. Yeah, so this and like is a lot of other great people. This is uh, Kendrick Lamar, All the Stars. That's right. Yeah. So my I love this th- song. I love this, this was, song. This was going to be my next five for you, and my my alternate title was every single luminous spheroid. <laughs> I would have got it from that one because I know the song. Because you know the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good. Um, all right, I think that's so that, that I'm going to use that as my contender pong, which means we can get into, we can either do you can do more. Or, I got one more. Uh, let's go. Because you, because I got your. So uh, my last pong is ninety-one. Search heart. Now, if I say one of those words again, it's still not part of my five, right? Like, I don't get sure. to six if I repeat a word. Right. That's fine. Sure. Search heart. Search soul. It's true. Uh, Everything I do from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. This is a great song, by the way. It's a great song. Uh. This is th- is this the one? No, was it this or the Three Musketeers one with Brian Adams and Sting and somebody else? Brian Adams did both, but the one, the Three Musketeers one was also with Sting and Rod Stewart. That's the one that I, I always get these two music videos confused. <laughs> That's understandable. They're very very similar music videos. Yeah, yeah. Brian a- Brian Adams had a nice little run of of like music and movies for a while. That was a good shtick for him. Love, love the Brian Adams representing the homeland. Oh yeah, he's a big, a big, uh, big Canuck guy. All right, so fast, however many you want to do, uh, I can keep it to probably five if I had to. We could, if we had to, but before we do that, I want to bring up a song that that was the one I had as the other potential. Maybe we should have Shawshanked. Okay, and I'm going to say it's not necessarily a song that at this point either of us necessarily like. But I think when we think about music and movies and impact and, and all that. So the five words I'll give you are, and I play with the order here on purpose to mess with you. Far, open door, lifetime, near. Uh, this is uh, Titanic. This is Celine Dion from Titanic. Yeah, I kind of felt like even though it's got so massively out over, I mean, so, so, so overplayed. So overplayed. But it really was a big song. Like, you it, know what I mean? Yeah. So impact wise, it's a Shawshank for sure. Yeah. As far as the song itself, um, it's hard because like, I wish I could hear it again for the first time without the context and see how much I like it. But like it a hundred percent was ruined for me just because it was like every Zales commercial and every, I don't know, with the Olympics, with the figure skating. And then you hear it in the mall. Like I just. Right. The song's ruined. I agree. Yeah. But like. The flute, you know, it's nice. It's no, it's a, it's a nice. beautifully composed song. So I forgot, I didn't get to say from the beginning, uh, my omission. Yeah. So in thinking about it, this is one thing I did research, but it's because I came up with two or three songs of this artist 
And I went, oh my God, like this artist has so many originals. They're all in movies almost exclusively. And they're all, some of them are really beautiful songs. And so I just took him off the list. And Can is you that guess? Kenny Loggins? It's not Kenny Loggins. It's, it's Kenny Loggins 2.0. Can you think of like, and almost all post 85, all his stuff falls in mostly 85 and after. So the, the five words I was going to give you, which is not picking one of his songs, hilariously portrayed family guy, Apple. Hilariously portrayed. Wait, this is not, this is not a clue for the song title or it is. No, this is not the song title. This is trying to get you to name the artist. Uh, so Apple implies to me it's from an Apple commercial, maybe? Nope. Hilariously no. portrayed family guy, Apple. Hilariously portrayed. Th- those are five words about the artist? Yes. So he's like a caricature in a way. Or, he's or maybe been... he was in Family Guy and they hilariously portrayed him. You know, I haven't watched Family Guy since like the fourth or so season, so... It's pretty what? old, so I'll just get to it. So, Randy Newman? Oh, yeah. So, I have right down, JT was going to pick You've Got a Friend in Me as in his top five. So, no, but actually looking into what he's done, You've Got a Friend in Me, If I Didn't Have You, A Fool in Love, We Belong Together, Down in Nola, Make Up Your... I mean, all Oscar-nominated, all incredibly yep. beautifully written songs. So... To be honest, none of my love for hip hop is too strong to put any of that in here because the songs that I said are way more. I like them more. Yeah. That that said, whoa, dude! Like that's a run. <laughs> yeah, total run. I was I was so sure you were going to pick that song. To be honest, um, it's good just because it's the first Pixar, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great. Right, tune. Let's let's do our fast fives and just the five, and then let's see where we are. Okay. So first uh, five only. All right, me first still? Yep, yep. All right, I'm going to go The Bodyguard, I Have Nothing, uh, because the actual song that everybody thinks is original from The Bodyguard was not original. Uh, Let's do How Do I Live from Con Air. Wow, (laughs) wow, okay. Uh, Heart Out Here for a Pimp, Hustle and Flow, Down to Earth by Peter Gabriel from Wally, and then Trolls World Tour, I thought about can't stop the feeling and i actually like don't slack more because of how much i love anderson pack all right here are the five i will give you uh we don't need another hero for mad max beyond thunderdome tina turner Ooh, tina turner that's an original song yeah it, it is sure is oh sure that's is. a miss that's just a miss on my part good for you blaze of glory by john bon jovi from young <laughs> yeah. guns 2 yep uh, a Thousand Years. Uh, this was in my movies I never saw, but A Thousand Years by Christina Perry from one of the Twilights, I think. I don't know which of the Twilights, but a Twilight movie. Yeah, I love Christina Perry. It's a good song. Uh, I'll Remember, which is not a well-known Madonna hit from from um, from the 90s. And the last one, oh, that's four. No, that's three. A View to a Kill from James Bond. Yep. And the, the Goonies are good enough by Cindy Lauper. Do I know that song? Well, it's the theme song from the Goonies. Oh, it's that. That's literally what that's that is. Yeah, yeah. the Goonies okay. are good enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Cindy Lauper style. Yeah, Cindy Lauper style. Uh, Can I tell I, you the the three that I had on you that I, I'm not shocked that you didn't pick, but I had sort of predicted would make somewhere in your. Realm. I didn't realize how deep you'd go on some of like the hip hop with movies that aren't necessarily as like prominent movies. 
Sure. But the last three I thought might be in your more in your wheelhouse were Men in Black from Men in Black. Thought about it. Uh, Streets of Philadelphia. Don't like Bruce Springsteen. There you go. And I thought you were going to pick Power of Love by Huey Lewis. I love Huey Lewis. <laughs> uh, he's in my Fast Five that was 15. Uh, yeah, I absolutely adore him. So I have one that I was surprised you didn't pick because it's actually a really beautiful song and by an artist that I love from your favorite movie. Is it Bit by Bit, the Fletch theme? Because <laughs> no, I have that as the very next one in case you picked anyone from my list that was going in there. No, it was Into the West by Annie Lennox, which is from Return of the King. Yeah, it's a, it is a beautiful song, but not like it doesn't really resonate with me. Uh, whereas okay. Bit by Bit, Fletch is going undercover. <laughs> you know, so good. <laughs> I also really wanted, I will now do it, I wanted to shout out to uh, Mr. James Brown, Living in America. Living in America. So, so good. It, it's such, I mean, it's so chews up the scene. It's like the both the music and the movie, it's like the most like schmaltzy everything. But yeah. it's actually kind of a fun song. Oh, it's, well, first, yeah, it's an incredibly fun song. And I, I, I love that song. Uh, it's a great call. Out. I will say just very quickly, if I can defend my picks, from, I don't remember exactly how you put it, but the movies that I mentioned may not have been big in your world. They were huge in mine. Like where yeah, I lived, I those movies were a, were a big deal. Like all like Above the Rim was a huge deal. Do the Right Thing, I, I watched a ton. Like I said, Dangerous Minds was on repeat at my house. Like those were, I Dangerous Minds I think had bigger impact. Space Jam is purely me having fun because I was, I was 11 when that movie came out. Like, I think your big picks, I agree with your, your, the, your second, your second half was like, Hustle and Flow is not that big. Was was just not that big a movie. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. But like things like that. Three Six Mafia is to me though. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I by the way, one of my mess ups, and I only realized it is uh, I had put the heat is on. I thought it was post eighty five. So that was original for Beverly Hills Cop. I learned that in this process. Yeah. but it was nineteen eighty four. So I missed that from last week. And I just want to know: Have you ever heard Bat Dance by Prince? I have. I absolutely have. I, I I just wanted to throw it in, so there was a throw-in for that ridiculous, crazy, bizarro song with a bizarro music video. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well Prince is Prince. He gets the yeah. he lived in a complete he lived on a different planet than everybody else here. <laughs> you know that he made a whole Batman like uh, uh album. Yeah. Not like the score, not the Hans Zimmer melody, the like Bat yeah. Dance and other songs inspired by Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he was Prince, man. A whole, yeah. whole different world. <laughs> whole different world. Did you have any last uh, stragglers you just had to give a shout out to? Because right uh, now is no, that I, moment. I think I got pretty much. Um, have you ever loved a woman in power? Of love are the only two that I can see. Oh, and Glory from Selma. Oh boy, that's a good song. There you go. So what? Uh, what do you want to talk about next week, buddy? All right. So leaning into dad jokes as hard as humanly possible. Uh, it is Labor Day next week. And so in honor of Labor Day, not in the way that we mean it, but in a different meaning of the word, uh, best movies with babies. Oh, like labor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in labor. So I don't know why that happened in my head when we were when I was thinking about it. But literally, like just your favorite movies where the baby plays a prominent role. I think we should just call it the going into Labor Day episode. And congratulations. You just hear, you heard us name an episode in real time. <laughs> uh, well, you know, 
I man. By the way, I'm a little hurt that you didn't notice that I didn't talk about something today. Well, you didn't. I first of all, I did notice because I've just been waiting, and now you are talking about it, even though you're not talking about it. So I feel like it's a uh, you know, I don't know, Jeremy. Listen, I just didn't want to miss anything that you were saying. I Watch you smile while you are sleeping While you're far away dreaming I could spend my life in this sweet surrender I could stay lost in this moment forever Every moment's made